Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob, here as always with B. B, I already know what your favorite thing is right now, so I'm just going to tell the world. It's the group love cover of Alanis Morissette that just that, was released on Friday. That completed my life. I'm good to go now. <laughs> I, I, I caught it because it released at midnight East Coast time. And I was, I just caught it on accident and I was like, what is this? And then my face melted. <laughs> so yes, I, I can go now. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> did you, did you, did you send a message to Hannah that you now, like you're, you're good now? Like, yes, life to is her good. and to Alanis Morissette, <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, B, who do we have with us today? Today, we have the pleasure of having, having Kim from Sober in Vegas, at Sober in Vegas, if you're not familiar. And I said Vegas because that's my accent, but it's with a B, you know that. <laughs> Welcome, Kim. It's so great to have you on again. Thank you all so much for having me back. It's really nice to see you both uh, in video form. And Kim, you have brought up, because pre-COVID, you had the series you would do on a weekly basis that I've always been a fan of. It's like um, sober and family-friendly things to do in Vegas this mm-hmm. weekend. And every now and then you'll get tired of it and you'll be like, these are some coffee shops where you can go and relax this weekend. And just like the, that way of highlighting like the little treasures that mm-hmm. people may not know about in the community was really wonderful. So with COVID, that went away, of course, because all of our lives were altered but you brought it back yes yeah um I realized because I was trying to think the other day when I had started to bring it back you know once we had vaccinations available to the masses etc and I was like how long ago did I start doing this and it was in 2018 it was like the spring of 2018 that I started doing those roundups and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe it was that long ago um but then obviously during COVID, I kind of wanted to encourage folks to not <laughs> be right. out and about. Um, and also, I don't know about you both or anyone listening, was a time of pretty deep depression and sadness <laughs> um, yes. where I didn't really feel like being super active on social media or kind of being out in the world all that much. Um, but once I was able to get vaccinated and, you know, most of my family was vaccinated. I thought this is a nice time to bring things back that are sober friendly. And I've really tried to also concentrate it on events that are um, lower risk. You know, Las Vegas, as we talked about, is starting to open up in a way that's uh, at least a little overwhelming for me. So I try to highlight events that maybe um, are a good re-entry for introverts <laughs> or for folks that don't drink Um I know it can be especially hard to kind of re-socialize as a non-drinker um, because so much of, of our interactions revolve around like, hey, let's go to the bar, let's get a drink. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in the past couple of months, I've revived the like, hey, here's something fun and sober friendly to do this weekend. Um, and it's been really nice, yeah, to just see the community coming back here in Vegas. I do think that I, I, I wonder, I was never like very much like, oh, let's go to the bar. But during during lockdown i did have to get creative because there were some people were like oh let's do like a 
a happy hour on Zoom. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like being in front of a screen, like like I I was never a fan of those kind of things. So I would I would I joined a few workshops, you know, things where I could be doing something like some kind of art in front of me, and and the didn't matter it was on Zoom. But that kind of socializing like was never good. Like it was, I never saw the the this park in that so during COVID I was doing a lot of park hangouts with friends where we would get everybody would bring their own chair and we'll get out and go to a park and just you know be kind of far away where we could still listen to each other and with masks like it was now it's like oh my god we were being so good um but I wonder if people's way of socializing changed because of that and that would be interesting to, I don't know, to think about if people like still find like pleasure in like doing things around alcohol or if it was a way to discover other interests or other ways of socializing. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I actually have read some articles that are a little bit unsettling about, you know, solo drinking kind of taking a huge uptick during the pandemic just because, um, you know, like we were saying earlier, a lot of us were depressed and at home. And um, so I do encourage folks, like, let's say there's somebody during lockdown that is like, whoa, my drinking's getting a little bit out of hand. I say, you know, take a month off and see how you feel and, you know, explore some other ways to see folks. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the like meet up in the park and hang out. Yeah. Um, big fan of like, Hey, let's go for a walk together um pre-covid during covid and post-covid i'm always up for a park walk uh, i think that's a really nice way to see friends and a really low stakes way um yeah and i've tried to start incorporating also onto the blog um the sober in vegas blog like kind of five different things for every weekend that that folks can do so in addition to like the instagram stories the blog is also giving me some space to like suggest certain hikes or like a certain park to meet up at and walk about, even if it's not an event that's like a one-time event. Ooh. So things that are more permanent, more like, yeah, I like that. I like that. Cause I think the during COVID, like we really saw the, the, the value, at least the people, I feel like the people that were like be very busy at work and like commuting before, like, working from home like the people that did have to make that switch was overwhelming to just spend the whole day at the house so I, we like we saw the value on like oh these are this is my park I can just go real quick walk down the street you know five ten minutes and then do a couple of rounds around the park so so the value of those local parks really came to light and I, I wonder, having not, I, I mean, I really spent a lot of time at my local park during, you know, the last 18 months. And I had never, I had been there one time prior to like COVID. And it was, I mean, it's, it was literally across the street. It's not my local park anymore, but it was, a, it was across the street. And I had been there like one time. And I wonder how many other people like discovered their, like discovered parks, like, just that they didn't even, I mean, I knew it existed because I would see it every day, but I, you know, like it's interesting, would be interesting to know how many people like discovered their local parks or, cause I know I just went to a lot of parks and just like walked all the time. Um, and yeah. And, yeah. 
I think a lot of us found um, the, those like third spaces that were non-monetized, right? Right. Because since all like commerce and shopping was shut down, the only places that we could be were places that were non-monetized. And like, right. I was thinking a lot about that, like, um, like you were saying, Jacob, like you hadn't hung out at that park. Like, I wonder uh, what other spaces people found themselves at that now I hope continue to be part of our culture and part of our um, socialization because those spaces I think have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller mm -hmm. over the past, what, 50 years or so, you know, as everything is commercialized and we right. are eating with space. So I'm just curious to see what the next year looks like and the kinds of events, like even in the events that I've seen coming up, you know, cause I really troll the internet looking for stuff <laughs> um, to recommend to people. There's a lot more interesting types of things. I think people have gotten really creative in the past 18 months um, with how they meet up. Like also I love that in the past year and a half, like roller skating has had such a resurgence. I mean, I know it's always had, um, a subculture, right? But um, like it's come back into pop culture in a way that it hasn't. Like I think we've sort of flocked to a lot of analog things, like board games, and you know, again, these have always mm. been like muscles. Yeah, yeah, they've always had like some niche cultural um, interest, but it's stuff is back in pop culture in a way that I'm curious to see where that takes us. Uh, did you have you gotten a pair of roller skates? I haven't got a pair of roller skates, but I just recently went and skated at Crystal Palace for the first time since I was a kid. The wow. one I ran. Yeah. <laughs> and I really recommend it. It was so fun. We went um, you know, during the day, like it wasn't at night when it was busy. A lot almost I think everyone was wearing a mask in there. Okay. I don't know if it was required or not, but like um it was it was not busy. Everyone was really spaced out. And to just be in a room with other people uh, doing something like physical like that um, was really nice. Yeah. And to be at there as a mid <laughs> middle-aged woman, <laughs> like, a bunch of teenagers was actually really lovely. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see what other kinds of things emerge uh, as we, you know, realize how good it felt to do those types of activities. Yeah, I think I think that will be that will be really interesting. And I think too, the other thing that I've, at least I feel and maybe it's just the people that I know, but I feel like, because restaurants and stuff are open, so many people started cooking or learning how to cook. I mean, I know there was the whole like meme about everybody making bread during <laughs> COVID. But like, cooking at home is there were there were two faces to that. Because there was, like, people making, like, sourdough, and there was people making <laughs> banana bread. What? <laughs> banana bread is the more most basic of, like, those kind of breads. Like, right. I've been doing it since, I think, since after college when I was like, oh, I need to do something with my time. Right. Now that, that I don't have homework. But people discover banana bread, and then they discover sourdough. I didn't try any of those. Like, well, you know. Like any of that, I I don't think cooking like really made that into me because just because of the dishes, I was just so tired of always doing dishes. <laughs> I'm still tired. I have been tired of always do, always doing dishes. 
Yeah. Did either of you have any other like habits that you found yourself creating? Like I started gardening and embroidering. Um, what about you all? Like any other analog habits that you developed? I usually just do crochet in the winter. And last year, I, I it was summer. I was sweating bullets, but I was making blankets for uh, different babies in my life. <laughs> yeah, I reading. Like, because I, I was, I, I had started before my 40th birthday, I had committed, which was in 2020. So my 40th, so I'm just had my 41st birthday, if I can do the math right. Um, so before my 40th birthday, I wanted to read 40 books before I turned 40. And COVID is the only reason that I was able to do that, because what was I doing with my time? And so I read a lot. And I still am like, I do more audiobooks now just because things are busier but like I watch I watched a lot more TV but now it's like I watch so little TV and it is like I'm just consuming books and just enjoying them and mostly fiction but I've there's been a couple nonfiction books that I've done but it's just been like the best thing like I love it I love just being able to relax and either read or listen to a book and zone out that way um, which I think has been much better for my, my mental health than like other ways I would relax before. Yeah. I think that I, I don't know about you all, but I'm better, uh, with quiet time now, like with the quiet, I don't know if mm. that is something that will continue, but, um, I used to sort of be in a space where I had to constantly have something playing. Like I need to have a podcast or a rerun. And there are times now where I'll just go out into the backyard and I can just have it quiet. And that wasn't something prior to COVID that I felt comfortable in mm. in the same way. Did you find that gardening gave you that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because, uh, because it's so tactile, um, you know, that I didn't need anything else, which was really nice. Because that happens to me with watercolors. Um, and I say watercolors because I haven't done any other kind of painting lately. But when I do watercolors, I can do it, you know, it's like a, it's like that, like a, a, like some kind of moving meditation that I could put music on, but if I don't, I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in thinking about because right now one of the things that that it's hard right now in southern nevada is the heat mm-hmm. yeah you know we've had several weeks in a row where we've had at least one day where we've had an extreme heat advisory so um i've gone a couple of times up the mountain to like lee canyon um and kyle canyon just to to get away from the heat do you have of these places that you that you have explored in the blog? Um, do you have a couple of recommendations from people to escape from the heat while still being like safe, like health wise, like COVID, COVID safe? Absolutely. Um, so I recommend Lee Canyon. When you went up there, B, did you ride the ski lift? Oh, I did that last year. I didn't do it this year because I went. It, I went in the evening. I was. It was after work, and I just needed to go somewhere, so it was already closed. Oh yeah, well yeah. Folks are going up there during the daytime. I definitely recommend riding the ski lift. It's cheap. 
it's fun, it's outdoors, like you kind of feel like you've gone on a little road trip, <laughs> um, which is, you know, right now, a lot of us kind of are starting to dip our toe into travel, but if folks are still not comfortable um, doing like a legit road trip out of town or any travel out of town, I really recommend going up to Lee Canyon. And the nice thing about there is they also have outdoor dining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, it, right. you know, you can ride the ski lift, get a bite to eat. You can do a walk or a hike. And then, like you said, if you go up at night, it's a nice time to hike as well. Like in the evening mm-hmm. sunset time, especially since right now our days are so long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I recommend Mount Charleston, Lee Canyon. Um, Spring Mountain Ranch has also introduced a yoga series that they've been doing um, on the weekend mornings, like outdoor yoga, which is great because, you know, that Spring Mountain Ranch is only what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes if you live on the west side, if you live on the east side a little bit longer. But again, it's one of those places where you can go and spend some time and really feel like you went somewhere Mm -hmm. to feel like a good reset from being outdoors. And then I believe the yoga is free included with the price of admission. But I also saw on their webpage, just in case folks are headed up there, that their credit card machine has been down. So bring cash. Get some cash. (laughs) Get into the park. Get some ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so get some cash to get into the park. Um, Another place I'd recommend that's doing something interesting this summer um, is Open Art Las Vegas. They're a new art studio in the Arts Factory. And they have been doing, um, like drawing studio sessions. They've got a botanical drawing session right now. They sometimes do life drawing, skeleton drawing. Um, They were doing a series where they were focusing on different colors and painting and artwork within those colors. And the woman who runs the studio is very aware of COVID, um, like COVID safety practices. Um, she's a former medical professional. So like she is not like packing that room. She's got really good ventilation systems. She opens the windows, doors, all that stuff. Um, so I would really recommend if folks are missing something in person and artistic, uh, checking out open art Las Vegas, because the person who's running it is really aware and thoughtful about how she's running those classes. And it's, uh, a nice way to hang out downtown and also feel accomplished at the end of the day. Um, that sounds well, great. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. That sounds and I'm not I am not artistic in that way, but I'm like, that sounds like fun. Right. And yeah. like they were partnering with a coffee studio where like if you um came to the drawing class, you got I think it was like you got a free coffee from the coffee Ooh. studio downstairs. Like it was a really nice way to create community without creating a lot of anxiety, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um Another place I'd recommend if folks haven't been there, and I know you all have talked about it plenty of times, is the Barrick Museum. Um, Next weekend, they're going to have a huge closing event. Um, But because that space is so big, that is a place where you can go in. If you want to mask, you can mask. Nobody thinks twice about it. You can go through, see all the artwork pretty quickly. Um, Again, not sure if both of you get some anxiety now that we're back sort of in person in crowds, but I get sort of anxious when I can't get in and out of somewhere. And the thing I like about the barrack is the size is such that you can go in, walk through and then walk out and go outside into the like zero skate desert garden outside Mm -hmm. and it's free. So I don't know if they're still doing the, the time, um, the time, what was it like, you had to you had to reserve a time. 
I don't know if they're doing that. Okay. So I went for the opening reception. I didn't realize it was the opening reception of, of, of a show there. And all of a sudden I started seeing people I hadn't seen in months. Um, and I was like, hi, how are you doing? You know, everybody was masked at that point because they, they were still had a requirement. And all of a sudden, I had this moment where I was like, whoa, it's too many people up in here. And I got like, within two minutes, I just said bye to one person. I was like, hey, I'm going to go. <laughs> and I just left. And I think it's uh, part of like, going back to events and seeing people is is giving yourself permission to just get out of there like a comment um if you don't feel you know bad if if you don't feel comfortable if you don't feel safe like it's always okay to just leave real quick then you can always send a text message after it's like hey sorry i left you like that absolutely you can forgive me and i think Um, you know, as we're also seeing numbers spike in Vegas, I also think it's okay if you do have a plan to meet up with somebody to kind of talk about your boundaries. I know that that's something for me that I've had to do at a couple events that I've gone to or, you know, friend gatherings. I've reached out ahead of time and said, Hey, this is super awkward, but I need to know what's, what are you all planning to do in terms of masking? Especially since we have like a young kid in our house who's unvaccinated, um, and there have been times where I've like canceled to hang out with somebody because they have said, you know, I'm not doing that. And I said, okay, I, I respect that. I'm probably not going to come to the event, <laughs> you know? Right. And I think it's okay right now to give yourself permission for that. Um, I think it's also businesses are pretty open to, if you reach out to them and ask what their COVID safety measures are, you know, what their capacity limitations are, if they're still doing that. And over the next couple of weeks, who knows what we'll see, um, right. especially with the Delta variant <laughs> sort of blasting through Vegas. Um, right. But I would recommend to folks, just like B said, like if you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, get out of there. And as somebody who's been through sobriety and didn't do it in a traditional way, like I didn't do AA or any of the sort of group meetings, that was a lot of my temperature checks is like, um, okay, I don't feel good at this event. I feel like I want to drink. I'm going to leave now. And sort of listening to that intuition. And I feel like for all of us post COVID, you know, we get to develop that muscle now of like, okay, I don't feel great here. Right. Let me stick it out a few minutes and see if this is just me readjusting or if this event isn't a good fit for me and I'm going to go. Yeah, I do. I do hope that, and, and I feel that, like learning boundaries on those things is is really important. And I know I have, I've actually not, I don't think I've done any, I don't, I haven't gone to any like events. Like I've, I've gone to places, I've gone to businesses, but like I am very hesitant to, to go to events. And, and I think that's, I don't know when that's going to change. And it's funny because like, that was what my life literally was before COVID. Like I was, two to three nights a week, I was probably at a, um, you know, at an event. And now I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that. And, and part of it is I also, I feel like I don't want to put other people at risk because I know so many people are still working from home or, you know, working in an environment where they're maybe a little bit safer than the environment that I work in, where I am around 
hundreds of people from all over the country every day. Also, y'all, like, I don't have FOMO anymore. Mm-mm. I'm like, oh, there's a, there's that come. Okay, fine. Good right. for you. <laughs> like, like I did not have FOMO anymore. I did before. I'm like, oh, there's this like book event, and then there's this concert at the same time, and then there's this 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 meeting that I wanted to go, and I wanted to do all three. And I would mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do at least two, you know, I'll try to just be everywhere. And now I just don't got energy for that. I'm just like, uh, I'd rather be with my cat. Just him <laughs> rejecting my love. It's fine. Uh, um, but I wanted to ask you, because Jacob, you also have discovered something at Spring Mount- Mountain, Spring oh, yeah. Mountain Branch, right? Yes, we went to one of their movie nights, which oh. which we like because like obviously Super Summer Theater I've been too many times, but I didn't realize that the ranch also did movies, and it was a a, a household favorite movie. It was National Treasure, um, and so we went out and like very safe. We because we had never been, and on the website it was like doors are at six. I think the it's movie pretty starts new. at eight. Yeah, I I think it probably is pretty new. Well, we we got there at six because we thought it was going to be packed (laughs) there were i think like i don't know 30 people there (laughs) it was awesome because the and the weather was spectacular because it was like because it was hot that day but you know like many nights even in the summer at spring mountain ranch like it gets it gets cool like i put on my sweatshirt by the end of the night um because it was probably like you know I mean, it wasn't probably that cold, but it was it was cold enough to put my sweatshirt on, and it was it was great. Like people could spread out. Um, you know, we brought we brought dinner, had dinner before the movie. Walked around, walked around, um, walked around the meadow a little bit. It was just like such a wonderful thing, and I would absolutely like. We've already talked about going to see movies there again because it was such a nice thing and very low key. And it doesn't matter that you know this that was probably the fifth time we had watched national treasure this summer but this summer oh my god <laughs> i was like yes in a lifetime it yes. is it is a it is a comfort movie for 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 many in my household <laughs> they do have i i they do have a super summer theater back i believe yes it's i think there's a couple they're only doing a couple performances but um and i believe they're going to they're they're limiting the number for those too, but I think I read. I'm gonna tell website. you the movies that Spring Mountain Ranch is gonna have in August: um, Raya and the Last Dragon, The Wizard of Oz, and A Christmas Story. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why the Christmas Story? Because it's people a love that movie <laughs> for August. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because people missed out on the holidays last year. Yeah. <laughs> what? Before August? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. That movie's so great. <laughs> I mean, it's the one that's, they play like tw- 24 hours on Christmas. On PBS. Yes. Yeah. You and can't avoid the thing. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, if you don't want to avoid it in August, it's going to be at Spring Mountain. Right. Well, and have, like on the terms of movies, have you all... So we had two things that we got into. Um, one is this summer, the drive-in, um, which is oh, like cool. a very safe way to go see a movie. And two, 
Um, some of the theaters in Vegas are still doing a thing where you can rent the theater for like, you know, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. And you can invite, I think between 20 and maybe 25 people. So we did that and invited friends that we knew were vaccinated and everyone chipped in 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Nice. And it was fantastic. We did a rental for, for Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was, you know, I really miss the movies. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, I love to go to a movie to watch something stupid and mindless and enjoy, like, eating snacks and just, like, not be babysitting my toddler, (laughs) who is my child. So I guess it's not babysitting. Um, Not babysitting. (laughs) That's just what you do. But, like, I have had a lot of anxiety about going back into a theater because um, even prior to the pandemic, you know, I sometimes would have panic attacks around a lot of people. And if it was a super packed theater, it it could be anxiety inducing. So that was one way that we found it it was fantastic. I can't recommend it to folks enough to do a theater rental, reach out to your friends and be like, Hey, chip in 10, 20 bucks. Let's all go to the movie together. Um, You know, especially if you're in a group of friends that, you know, are vaccinated, we had such a good experience. The times are a little wonky. Like we did this at us on a Saturday at 11 (laughs) a.m. Nice. It's fine. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. yeah but that's the hottest time work. of the day. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. So from 11 to, you know, 1.30, we're in this theater because Fast 9 is very long. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of cars to drive um, in that movie. Nice. So that's been another way that we've sort of eased back into, like, human interaction is, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a certain level of control that felt really nice. Yeah, that is that is a really good good one. We did uh, we did that for um, a birthday, and we was was a, a teenager's birthday, and we did Mean Girls. Yes, and oh my that God. was so much fun. And you know, like, and it was just there was I think there was like a total of I don't know six of us in the theater, like because it was her friends and then and then the rest of the house and we were just like this is this is great because i i mean that's the only i mean it's haven't been into a movie theater you know for so long and would love to do that again and it was great that you you could do like some new movies but you could also do like some classics and see them on the big screen if you hadn't or do they give you do they have a list mm-hmm. they do Ooh. yeah yeah, they have a list of exactly like Jacob said, new releases and then classics. Like I think like Airplane is on there and Grease and like all kinds of kind of like silly movies that are like cult classics. Right. It's just that real. I did go to the drive-in um, I, sometime last fall. Um, I couldn't figure it out because I had never gone to the drive-in where I was the driver. You know, I, it was always <laughs> somebody else's job to figure out different things. I couldn't figure out like, I was like, okay, I had to have all my car lights off because, you know, so people can see the movie. But I also have to have my radio because I have to listen to the movie. Oh, it was stressful at the beginning. Once I figured it out, it was fine. It was all good. We saw the movie. It was wonderful. Uh, also, it was like, because I had the driving that I used to go in Arkansas was all flat. This one was like up and downs on the on the concrete like you drive up and down because then you 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 park like at a little bit of an incline because you're looking up at the screen 
It was so interesting. Uh, what what other what other ideas do you have, Kim, or what suggestions do you have for folks? Well, um, if folks are still nervous about going out, there's a couple like virtual type events that I would recommend. Um, the Las Vegas DSA is doing a virtual book club um, over the next coming months, and then um, there's also a number of yoga studios here in Vegas that have started uh, offering a hybrid of um, in-person and virtual yoga, which I've done at a couple different studios, the virtual version. And what's great about it is, um, you know, it's fine to like watch a video of somebody, but um, it actually felt like I was part of the class because it was a live class. There were people, you know, who were comfortable being there in person uh, that, you know, you can sort of see peripherally from the vision, like the view, the, com- the camera view that they've got set up. Um, and then like the teacher would always check in on like those of us that were on virtually and be like, hey, how you doing? Like at the nice. beginning of the class would check in. And you it was really pause it. And you can't pause it. You got to keep. Yeah. Going. Yeah. You, you got to do it. You're like, uh-huh. oh, shit, I don't know how to get in pretzel. Exactly. Um, so like you have to do something else, right? You have to do an adjustment. Like. Because I have a couple of yoga DVDs and I'm just like, no, sir, I cannot. Right, you just skip it. You're like, I'm oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's a certain like accountability. And like yes. the virtual version of the classes are also really affordable. Um, it, for one studio, I think it was like $5. For another studio, I think it was like $8. So I found that that was just enough money that I was invested that I was like, I'm going to get every penny out of this class and like actually do the thing instead of like, you're saying be with like the, the DVD where you're like, yeah. skip, like, <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a couple other outdoor things I'd recommend for people. Um, if you haven't been down to Lake Mead yet, this, this, uh, season, I'd recommend it. Um, that was nice. We took our kids down there like our kid and and some friends, kids, um, it was safe. You know, we were outdoors. Nobody was up in each other's faces. We even went up to like where one of the picnic tables were and had a picnic and there was nobody around. So that was like a nice way. I mean, it was very hot. It was really hot. (laughs) You just gotta be, you just have enough water with you. Exactly. You gotta Um, bring some water. You can either go in the morning though, like really early, or you can do like an evening kind of thing. Yeah. I did I did something similar when my mom came to visit. She was here the last week of May, I believe. Um, something like that. And I took her to Valley of Fire and it was already hot. It it was hot. But we did like a like the end of the day kind of thing. So it was wonderful. We saw the sunset. We got there just in time to see the sunset. And then we had a about an hour or so while the park was still open to just visit around and because it was the end of the day we saw bighorn sheep just feeding and i had i hadn't seen that at value fire so that was that was nice that's amazing i haven't been out there at sunset in forever that's a good reminder i gotta get out there at the end of the day yeah that sounds that does sound amazing i think you did tell me that b but i don't i don't know that's that sounds amazing yeah uh i know Um, Oh, go for it. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, I was just thinking, because when B said her family, I know when my brother and his family came, they 
did a road trip out here. And one of the things that my sister-in-law has been really into is, is parks because my niece is two years old and not back, obviously can't get vaccinated. Um, but we did like a, well, they, I went to a few of them with them, but we did like a splash pad tour because Las Vegas parks have so many splash pads, um, which not other, like that's not as common in other cities, I don't think. And so, and that was a really fun way where we could be outside there's not a ton of people. I mean, we went to one where there was a lot of people, but the other ones, you know, maybe like four or five Did other kids. Did you get kids. wet? Uh, with, with Evelyn, I absolutely had to get wet because she was like, she was like, Uncle Jake, come with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you to try this on your own and, if, and see, like, if you don't get anybody frowning upon you, well, it's you a, should make right. it a field trip. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend it if you're an adult and you, you're not going with a child. It's probably a little strange, but with a child, well, it's we a lot don't of have fun. to like borrow some kids. Well, you could also okay. This is something that my husband and I do sometimes, like without our kid, and sometimes with our kid. Is we got season passes to Calabunga Bay, um, which oh, nice. actually, you know. I was kind of nervous about. It. I was like, well, is this going to be like? Am I going to feel nervous about COVID? You know. I will say, you know, there are times when it's crowded, like you go Saturday at 2 p.m. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. But if you go during a weekday or you go closer to their closing, it's actually pretty pleasant. And um, you can kind of space yourself out in a way. So like if you are an adult out there without a kid and want to do something like sort of water fun related, I would really recommend like a water park. It is stellar. Um, It's a really fun way to like, I don't know, um, again, like, that analog feeling like you really don't have your phone in there. Like we usually leave our phone in our car. Right. Like, when was the last time? You leave the phone in the car to die? I do. Yeah. And then I come back and it's always yelling at me like too hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's so, it feels like such freedom to not have a cell phone. So like right. we, you know, we knew that our kid was safe with, with the person I was watching them. Um, you know, we were there for four hours, no cell phone. Like when was the last time you went somewhere and left your cell phone for four hours? Yeah, I I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember the phone. So sometimes I, yeah, that happens to me quite a bit. Oh, well, <laughs> I Where's admire you be, and I want to be more like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just forget it. Yeah, I, I, w- I would love to do that as well. Which I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my goal for the rest of the summer is to do something where I don't have my phone for a couple hours. I think that would be a great a great a great task. How we as community members can support our community, but also make sure that we are not doing things that we feel are dangerous to ourselves. If there isn't another, if if there isn't future restrictions, which looks like maybe we're heading in a place where there should be even if there aren't going to be future like restrictions. Well, I think, you know, one thing that I think is really amazing that's happened over the past, you know, 18 months is pretty much everyone has learned how to host these events virtually. Mm -hmm. So I think if we continue to ask for that option, and it's especially good for folks who you know, can't get out of the house. Like, I mean, this is probably the first time that a lot of folks who maybe have physical disabilities, who have childcare responsibilities, who have elder care responsibilities have felt included in popular culture. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And for me, when I first had my kid, I was really, really depressed that I couldn't go see a play or go to a concert or take a yoga class. And now all of a sudden we can do all those things virtually. And I think that for those of us maybe who it is safe for us to go out into the world, for us to continue to ask for those options and advocate yes. for those options, we'll continue to open them to everybody. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just talking to somebody at work about it because we are trying to bring back like in person, like trainings and events and we're doing them at a smaller scale. But I'm like, what about the virtual option? Like by now, like we need to have them available and and it's an accessibility issue. Right. And Mm -hmm. we saw how important having those those activities and those outlets and, and that participation was, and it, it, we can't we can't go back. Right, like that needs to continue to happen, and we do need to continue to to encourage people to have it available. Um, and when we where we see ourselves in position of power, like just continue to advocate for that to happen because we saw how important it was. Yeah, and it's not and it's not difficult because we all have the technology and it doesn't cost. I mean, even if it's an event that's broadcast on like Instagram, you know, or Facebook, like those things are all, they're all free. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not difficult to do those things. Right. I mean, yeah. They're free. They just cost us our privacy. Yes. (laughs) But, but they're, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you don't have, you know, an ability to live stream your event, otherwise you can, you can do it with your phone and do it on Facebook. And, and I think that is a, that is a really good point that make it accessible to more people. And one of the great things that I've noticed is that the ability to go to events in other cities without leaving your house is really awesome. You know, like, cause I've done, a, I did a couple of those where it was like, I'd go to like a, a book reading or something like that, that was hosted somewhere else oh my God. that I would never be the able to lectures. go to. I'm like, yeah. Yes, I would like to see Angela Davis speak. Thank you very much at the University of Arkansas. I mean, right. from my house. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one way we can continue the the community to grow. Like, and I think it's okay if those virtual portals like do have a small admission fee. Obviously, it pays for the technology, it pays for the microphone, the the camera, right. like whatever is needed. Um, the cost of Wi-Fi the cost to have somebody do that labor um, to upload it and stream it. So I think that's one way we can continue to support the community, connect with the community while we go into a time that is getting a little more uncertain by the hour. (laughs) Right. By the hour, you said it right. It feels like at the beginning of COVID, like right before lockdown where, where everybody was like, should we cancel? Maybe let. Should we? Yes, we should have. Like before, we when we did. <laughs> right. But that's that is like I'm getting I'm getting that deja vu feeling. It's like oh. Well, and the thing is, we know now what we need to do, right? You know, we know that right now it's a good idea to be wearing a mask. That's what the CDC recommends, regardless of vaccination status. You know, we know that this variant is spreading quickly and there are still unvaccinated folks. So, like, we know what we need to do and we can make choices to support events that are being safe and to give our money to organizations that are taking into thought um, 
what's happening right now. Right. And that care for their workers. Like yeah, you can, you can, work. it's so important to see, like the, it makes a difference when you go in and you can see that the people that work there, and this goes to like restaurants and, and different establishments, but you can see where, where worker safety is, is up in center. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you see places where you don't, then don't eat at that pizza place anymore. Right. Yeah. There've been a couple of restaurants that, you know, I just, it just did not feel like they were treating their workers safely. So we're, we don't to take out there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another big way to sort of support the community that you want to see grow is yeah. Give me your money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, abs absolutely. I think that is a, a great, a great way to do it. And I think too, and, and I know we, we weren't recording when you said this, Kim, but you're, you know, still do your shopping online. I know that's been one of the, the big things that like I've done a lot more online ordering from local businesses where then I can just, you know, go pick it up. I mean, I w was always a fan of like the writer's block, but like, like I bought so many books over the last year that it's just like, it's always been so nice too. like before when I wasn't comfortable going in to pick the book up, it was great because they could send it to my house. But now it's like, it's nice. It's like, I usually use it as a break from work. I'll go in, get a coffee, pick up my book and, you know, like it's a great, and so many of all, so many of our local businesses do online ordering. Like there's not, you don't need, you don't need to find somewhere else. Like you can still go to some of those places and still get it done online. Um, which is, and the library nice. district will do that for you too. If like, yes. if you're a person listening and you're uncomfortable, um, going into the library, they'll, if you put them on reserve and choose a certain library location, they'll round them up for you. You can walk in, grab them, check them out and be out of there within three minutes, you know, just so that yes. you're not having anxiety about. I always do that. Cause, cause I have never been good at finding books at a library. One, because because I just haven't been good at finding like the numbers that, you know, I've just oh, never been good at that. Up on the Dewey Decimal system? <laughs> exactly. I am not. But the main reason is because I get distracted. So I go there for a book. I forget about that book and I come out with five more. And it's like, wait a minute, why did I come here for? Oh, because I needed the other one. So I always put them on hold. I always have. It's so nice. You can just go and pick them up. Are there any other suggestions or I know we've, we've gone through a lot already. Like I'm feeling better about things that I want to go do now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should do a, 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 a not, not the Christmas movie, but we should do another one there at, at the spring mountain ranch. Yeah. We should do another movie. That would be, that would be great. What did you say the other ones were? There was a dragon one. Wizard of I don't Oz. remember. That was like 10. Raya, yeah. yeah. Which is like a newer. Oh. Disney film. Ryan, oh, okay. the last dragon. Okay. Gosh. I'm not I'm not familiar with that movie, but I will. It's fine. It's semi new, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now now I live in a house that has Disney Plus, so now I'm like I go through it and I'm like, I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> I need to watch Luca. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, any final thoughts or, or anything from you, Kim? Um, just if folks want to know more, they can always visit the website, SoberInVegas.com. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at SoberInVegas. I try and curate um, things that would be of interest to anyone living here in Vegas. And then if folks are non-drinkers, if they're sober in recovery, however they identify, I really try and be mindful about 
uh, places where they would feel welcome and comfortable. Um, yeah. So stop on by, uh, give me a hello and, you know, thank you both for letting me come back on. It's really nice to see you both again. Thank you for that service game. Cause ain't yeah. nobody paying you to my, to my knowledge. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I am a fan. <laughs> I buy you a, a, like a cold brew or something. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. It's it's something I'm really happy to give back to the Vegas community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Because you know I'm always going to ask you, who's our team? I wrote it down, bro. I wrote it down. The Wild and Free team is Jacob and myself, Jose, Ashley, and company, <laughs> and Allison, or Midwestern, we we I, we think she's right now in the Midwest. We never know. Is instead of finding Waldo, we're gonna have a finding Allison now, <laughs> and all the pets and kids that come along. That's right. I do think I do think Allison's gonna get a job working for Michigan's tourism, because that's all. That's everything now. I'm just like I want to go to Michigan. I've never said that in my entire life. I've <laughs> never been like I want to go to Michigan, but Allison Allison makes me want to go to Michigan. <laughs> we'll get some maple syrup or whatever kind of syrup she got the other day (laughs) all right well thank you all 